The programme which follows is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. Es dauerte zwei Tage, bis er alles gepackt hatte. Dann waren übrig der Schreibtisch, auf den ich rasch eine Blume stellte, eine kleine Büste, die dort bleiben würde, wo sie immer schon gestanden hatte, und die Farbe an den Wänden. Bevor er ging, gab er mir die Hand. Als er das erste Mal kam, ging er geradewegs, ohne nach links oder rechts zu sehen, auf den hohen Ofen zu, der überflüssig und hässlich in der Ecke steht. Jeder tut das, der das erste Mal den Raum betritt, doch bei ihm enttäuschte mich, was mich bei den anderen nur erstaunte. Im Dezember zog er ein und eine ständige Nähe trat an die Stelle unserer Worte. Ich sprach wenig von mir, nur einmal kam es dazu, dass wir zusammen tranken, da erzählte ich ihm, dass ich in Italien vergessen habe, die Sonnenblumenfelder zu fotografieren. Einige Tage später fand er in einem Buch eine solche Fotografie und klebte sie an die Wand. Später betrat ich den Raum kaum noch. Die Türen waren meistens geschlossen, denn Valentin sang den ganzen Tag oder das, was man unter dem ganzen Tag versteht. Oft lag ich auf dem Bett und hörte seine Musik und sein hohes Lachen. Wenn nichts zu hören war, bemerkte ich seine Stille, und wenn er nicht da war, stand sein Kommen bevor. Am einfachsten war es, wenn ich die Wohnung verließ. Jeden Morgen band ich mir einen gelben Schal um den Hals. Der Schal war irgendwann in meiner Garderobe liegen geblieben, und als es zu schneien begann, nahm ich ihn mit obwohl das Gelb komisch an mir aussah. Ich trug es wie eine Verkleidung durch die Wohnung. Es war ein schönes Gelb, wenn es nicht ein Schal, sondern eine Blume gewesen wäre. Kam ich nach Hause, hatte er überall Spuren hinterlassen, sogar in dem kleinen Raum, der für mich geblieben war. An meinem Tisch muss er gesessen haben, das erzählte er mir in einem Nebensatz und meine Schubladen geöffnet haben. Ich wurde nicht wütend, denn seine Schamlosigkeit war mir peinlich, doch er wurde mir unerträglich, ein Eindringling, und ich war verletzt. Der Vogel war tot und lag mit dem Bauch nach oben auf den Stufen. Adele begriff, bevor sie sah, blickte entsetzt zur Seite und hastete weiter. Sofort kam die Eile ihr sinnlos vor. Statt die Post zu holen, lief sie weiter die Häuser entlang zu ihrem Auto und setzte sich hinein. Auf die Scheiben fiel Schnee. Schließlich bat ich ihn auszuziehen, doch er nahm mich nicht ernst. Also wiederholte ich klipp und klar, so klang meine Stimme klipp und klar und böse, er müsse gehen. Zum Abschied gab er mir die Hand, aber da war er mir schon egal. Es wird aufhören zu schneien, dann wird es regnen, dann kommt der März. 
Listening to Isotopica here on Resonance 104.4 FM. It's me, Simon Tishko, Sunday evening, 7 pm. And we have just listened to basically the soundtrack from a short experimental film. It's a short experimental film made in 1991 by a German artist filmmaker whose name is Angela Schanelek. Um, the film's called Schon Gelb Farb, which translates as Nice Yellow Colour, despite my pronunciation. It's something I stumbled across this week, doing a little bit of research, and I thought it made an interesting start to today's episode as listening to the sound of a film without actually seeing the images presented on the screen, only taking in a small section of what the artist actually intended is quite an interesting phenomenon. I guess we've looked at that a number of times on Isotopica. The flexibility between different disciplines within the arts, the notion of meaning and context all being so vital. And today we're going to continue on that theme because last night I went to visit Vocalis which is an irregular Friday evening event at my favourite Beaconsfield Gallery in Vauxhall. I made some recordings and of course they are represented here without context or movement or the visual cues or the works that the artist actually made. So it's for you the listener, or we the listeners, to use our imaginations and to see what this invocation of performance actually brings to mind. That's going to feature most prominently a very interesting Iranian artist called Tara Fatehe and she is described as a multidisciplinary artist, writer and researcher, working with fabricated histories, fictionalized facts, mistranslated memories and unattended archives. Once again, themes that we've crossed and certainly looked into in Isotopica in the past. We have a short excerpt, or at least the sonic excerpt, from a section of the performance by Jefford Horrigan where he appeared to be shaving at a fabricated sink unit in the middle of the gallery, in the middle of the ragged canteen, in fact, of Beaconsfield. And that was accompanied by the occasional sounds and recordings that Jeff had had as part of the installation. We'll listen to a short section of that, and it is completely devoid of the context and the performance which Jeff had actually gave. And what else? We have Michael Curran, who will be doing a little bit of introduction to the acts at Beaconsfield, and I include those for a little bit of kind of cabaret context. I'm also looking at Pantone cards here, postcards, which have a Pantone colour on them. And I'm looking at Pantone 18-4525, Caribbean Sea, and Pantone Simple 214, and Pantone 100. These were cue cards, props, that Michael was using, and I was lucky enough to walk away with three. I say that apropos of nothing at all, except they're really rather nice. Nevertheless, I ramble. Shall we go and listen to Isotopka on today's Sunday edition? Where we're going to listen to some performances and sounds edited from Beaconsfield Gallery in Vauxhall last night, interspersed with some other sounds noises, bits and pieces. Hope you like.
mind, I'm going to leave that there. Chat away, it doesn't matter. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. It might be on the radio. Uh, welcome to Valcarlos. I can see you're uh, tuning in with uh, information. And I see again wonderful, familiar faces in the room. Francis, Jenny, even Oni, Joe Stockholm. Now, uh, I have a lot to get through. There's much happening this evening. Uh, you've seen the wonderful Linling outside. Anyone who hasn't, this is your last chance. Uh, and, and then we have, I have to read it, and I shall, Jeroen van Doren, later, uh, Jefford Horrigan, Tara Fateh Arani, Limling Lin, and wonderful, extraordinary storyteller, Neve Roberts. Uh, I'm going to be the glue for the evening, as in previous iterations of Vocalis. Vocalis. Lovely, lovely Vocalis. Uh, I'm really glad you've come to support us. Uh, we don't know from hither and thither whether there'll be another, uh, but I am hoping that there might be. Um, so, in my scatty way, and I think everyone's pretty scatty at the moment, it's so extraordinary, the times that we are living in, the times that we are living in, the times that we live in right now. And uh, they're actually desperately unfunny, so I think we might need to find our own personal ways to glide and protest and move through. So I was on the beach before I came here. I only got back uh, today. Salty sea dreams and I was thinking about uh, geology. Are there any geologists here? No, you see, it's one of the most important non-human times that we have to be thinking about right now in this perilous time of the Anthropocene. I mean, I'm ignorant. I didn't pay any attention at school. Geography, chemistry, all the basic sciences off the menu. Uh, I'm now regretting that. But anyway, back to the beach, I was thinking about a song from the 70s by Cerrone. It was actually written by Lena Lovitch, who was quite an extraordinary performance artist in her own right. Uh, and uh, she wrote the lyrics to a song, a disco song, called Super Nature, which is basically about the forces of nature finally revolting at man's disarray. So, I was th thinking about this song also, I was thinking very much about Peter Cushing, and you're far too young to remember Peter Cushing, no doubt, but I passed his house when I was by the sea, and he uh, was a very spirited, beautiful actor who unfortunately had to appear in pretty mediocre material. Yet he had this charisma that kind of made everything quality. And strangely, his characterizations were the evil scientist or the savior. So he was Frankenstein, Dr. Frankenstein, or he was Van Helsing, or most interestingly, he was the first uh, actor to play... Now, what's the character called from 1984? Winston. Winston. He played Winston. Michelle! <laughs> he played Winston. 
so, mad scientists, saviors, big brother, kind of brings us back to now, doesn't it, really? So, I will ramble like this throughout the evening, take it or leave it. Color will be an enduring theme, color classifications. In previous iterations of Vocalis, uh, people had postcards on which they wrote during the course of the evening. So this is the purpose of the color cards. If you could, actually, whatever you like. It's basically, we were going to, we're going to compose uh, a book at the end of the Vocalis series, and we will include the writings and drawings that people freely give us. <laughs> Mishandled Archive, day 149. Plenty of courage, I see. Finsbury Park Road, 20 degrees centigrade. Dance. I blink as fast as I can. Keep hands in the air. Move arms in the air as in a light trance. Keep blinking. Move shoulders freely. Keep blinking. Finish with a sharp twist of both wrists to the right, fingers graciously pointing out in different angles. I've been asking around, hopefully asking most of you whether you'd like the short version or the long version of this performance. And at about 43 inches, I think we are going to go with the short version. On 12th of December, 2013, I received a phone call from two elderly women. I vaguely knew the women from Iran. They are two sisters, and they prefer to be known by their combined initials, Shah D. We used to live in the same area in West Tehran, and, uh, but I hadn't really seen them since I was a teenager. But I, was always, I always used to see them walking, you know, wearing these white podiatrist recommended white jogging shoes, and I never see them, saw them not walking. One of them had red hair, and the other one had black hair, dyed black with uh, white roots. And um, the black hair one was always carrying a barbari, that's a type of bread, as if they were always coming from the bakery. And the other one, the red hair one, was always carrying a water bottle, but you know, I hadn't really seen them since then. Don't. That your joy is my joy. On bus 37, Dolich, 16 degrees centigrade, day 346. For 12 and a half minutes, I repeat, don't. That your joy is my joy. 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 Don't. That your joy is my... I'm not going to go on for the whole 12 minutes, but you get the gist of it. So that day, on the 12th of December, on the phone, the two sisters talked to me for about, I don't know, more than three hours, to be honest. And they told me how they had been roaming in rivers and mountains, houses and streets, collecting and telling stories every day for about... A thousand nights. A thousand nights. 
And they, it was very difficult to follow up their trail of thought because they were jumping from the story of a preacher who died 90 years ago to how to make nettle crisps, then to uh, a tailor who never saw a, a camel in the desert, and then to pepper marmalades, eucalyptus ovens, and peep shows in Esfahan. They said they remembered memories of all the people they had met in their travels, memories that these people themselves had forgotten. I mean, the stories they were saying were really mesmerizing. Mountains turning into creams, rivers running over apartments, kids floating on lilies, women turning into bumblebees for a day, and fresh baklava falling down like rain. But in a little while, it became clear that uh, in between all of this magical, creamy river stuff, they were actually telling me a lot of stuff that they really shouldn't have been telling me classified and personal information about people's memories of being in prison, executions, love affairs, shootings, uh, the Shah, war, secret religions, kind of illegal immigration, legal migration, deception, Khomeini, syphilis, Winston Churchill. And they spoke for over three hours, yeah, I said that, and I was hooked up on the stuff they were telling me, really. But, Suddenly, in between all of this stuff, they just hung up. And just like that, they disappeared from my life. Survival and disappearance. What happens after the fire? At the Live Art Development Agency, 27 degrees centigrade. I try to be Italian, scooping things up in the air with my arms, rotating my arms as if I'm telling a heated story. This was later put into other words, such as rotating my arms outwardly from the elbow, or scooping words with my hands. So as I said, I was obsessed with the stuff that these two women were telling me, and I started looking up the people they were talking about, and I noticed, um, I mean, it was very hard to trace them because they were really nobodies, most of them. But, you know, one thing led to another, and to another, and to another, and I found links to people who were living in Iran, Turkey, Germany, United States, France, Cuba, Honduras, and Sweden. So I called up all of these people, and they, most of them, were kind enough to let me access their personal albums and uh, envelopes and drawers in return for digitizing their contents, which I did. So after two years of research, I, landed, uh, I ended up with over 2,000 documents, including photographs, uh, a lot of photographs actually, from uh, family albums, from demolished photo studios, from um, a lot from street protests, and uh, some documents like letters from prisons and uh, obituaries, newspaper clippings, and uh, yeah, letters and that sort of, you know, all that sort of paper material, receipts, even like a lot of stuff. And uh, so I, I knew I had to do something with these, but I really didn't know what. And eventually, on the 1st of January, I started dispersing copies of these documents in public places, wherever I happened to be. For 365 days, every day, I left one photo or document in a street, park, plain, train, desert, mountain, wherever I happened to be. And before leaving each photo, I performed a dance. Sometimes it was a kind of a complicated sequence of movements. Sometimes it was just a gesture. 
on the walls here and on the tables, you will see evidence of the stuff that I've done for 365 days. You will see photographs of uh, where I have left these photographs in public places. Also on these screens, you will see some of them. And you will also see um, scores like this one that has a little um, dancer score and a temperature and title and stuff. But today, I've come here to invite you all to make a performance out of all of these with me. And I'm counting a lot on your help, so we'll see how it goes. And there are really things that I cannot say for security reasons, really. There are things that I cannot tell you. But I have asked other people to speak on my behalf. One. 1982年8月2日,他看到鮮血從人的手上滴落,他是移民者的女兒,他是戰爭受害者的女兒,他來自阿富汗,阿塞拜疆,土庫曼斯坦,他來自沙漠,來自海洋,來自山川。Day I hold up my right arm in the air and I hang my body from it. In memory of the deceased, could I ask everyone in the room to hold their right arm up and hang their body from it? And now swing. Freely. Swing. I may be old. I may be blind. I may be dying of polio. Swing. Swing. But my hearing is unimpaired. Swing. And I hear the avalanche in the distance. Swing. And someone walking in the forest. Swing. Imagine a forest where we die. Swing. London, 19 degrees centigrade. In a few hours you will hear London Bridge is drowned in flowers. June the 3rd, 2017. Two. Eine Frau sieht Blut von den Händen der Leute tropfen. Seit August 1984. Sie ist die Tochter einer Immigrantin, die die Tochter einer Immigrantin war, die die Tochter 
eines Kriegsopfers war. Sie ist von Afghanistan, Aserbaidschan, Turkmenistan, der Wüste, dem Meer und den Bergen. Lost. At Tesco, Bethnal Green. 19 degrees centigrade. Dance. I go up and down the aisles with very small steps. It takes a while, going five centimeters forward at a time. A twitch in my right shoulder. And an unignorable pain in my head. the deceased, can everyone please move five centimeters? Place in a Foreign Land by Wellington Arch Hyde Park, five degrees centigrade. Day 342. I'm standing and shaking. It's cold. I let my hair down. I turn my back to the landmark. I ask a woman in a pink coat if I can hold her right hand in my left hand so the traffic light changes. Do you mind if I hold your right hand in my left hand? Sorry, my hand's really cold. I apologize for my hand being so cold. Hold someone's hand knowing you will never hold that hand again. Ich 
میبیند که از دستان مردم میچکند از شهریور 1363 او دختر یک مهاجر است که خودش دختر یک مهاجر است که دختر یک جنگ زده است او اهل افغانستان آذربایجان ترکمنستان کبیر دریا و کوه است Mr. Tresco, the snail killer, on Solomon's passage under the fig tree, 15 degrees centigrade. Dance. I keep a neutral face for a few seconds, then stretch lip muscles to the right and keep them on the right. I jump on different spots in my one meter radius. I jump carefully, one foot after another. I finish with a jump on both feet. Oh, una donna vede il sangue colare dalle mani delle persone dall'agosto del 1984. È la figlia di un immigrante che era la figlia di un immigrante che era la figlia di una vittima di guerra. Lei veniva dall'Afghanistan, Azerbaijan, Turkmenistan, dal deserto, dal mare, dalla montagna. Day 360. Seven beyond the sea. At the Portuguese castle, Hormoz Island, Iran, 26 degrees centigrade. Dance. I put my right hand on my mouth horizontally and at a high speed, repeatedly touch the lips with the middle of the palm. Head is slightly tilted up. Continue for another minute. Thank you. In memory of the deceased, can everyone please find one of, one of these? There should be some on your tables. If not, you can take one off the walls. If not, I have quite a lot more to give you. Let's take a little moment to read it to yourselves. We are going to try to dance whatever is written there. 
if you're not at all willing to dance it, you can read it out loud. And you can repeat the movement that you have as long as you want. Or you can repeat reading it. But whenever you're done with reading it, bring your hands here. Or doing it. I'll tell you again. On the count of five, one, two, three, four,
only when you're talking about a single event in the past. In all other cases, it must be translated into... No. Now, concentrate only on how you translate when in the following sentences. I was in Norway when the Second World War broke out. You'll use... Da? Because it is a single event in the past. I'll be 69 when we celebrate the new millennium. No. We're talking about the future. When the Vikings could be seen in the horizon, people fled. This is also... No. Because it's in the past, but not a single event. When you finish this course, you will be able to speak Norwegian. No. We're talking about the future. You're allowed a wish when you see a falling star. Also, no. it's a generalization, not a single event. To know is another English word that can be translated by more than one word in Norwegian. Vite means to have knowledge about. Now, translate the following sentences. Do you know how many people there are in Norway? Everybody knows that Paris is the capital of France. Alle vet at Paris er hovedstaden i Frankrike. Kunne means to know. Translate these sentences too. Do you know any German? Kan du tysk? Do you know your homework well enough now? Kan du lekste dine godt nok nå? And finally, kjenne means to be acquainted with. Now translate the last two sentences. I know him quite well. Jeg kjenner ham ganske godt. We'll get to know each other quite soon, I think. Vi blir nok kjent med hverandre ganske fort, tror jeg. Lesson 18. In the next dialogue, Anders asks Haken if they can go to the chalet for the holiday. However, that idea is turned down because the car has to be taken to the garage for repairs. Can I get a sip of it in winter ferien? No, we will be able to wait until the ferien. Why? For the bilen must be on the road. We can't drive so long with it. We can take the car. Nei, vi må være hjemme denne gangen. Kan jeg få være med til verkstedet? Ja, det kan du godt. Just briefly. A man who has no ears, what can't he do? Say it in Norwegian. Use... Kan ikke. Han kan ikke høre. And a woman without eyes? Hun kan ikke se. And snakes, as they have no legs. De kan ikke gå. And the princess in the fairy tale who has lost her tongue. Hun kan ikke snakke. Skal vi ikke?
You have been listening to I Stop Tishko here on Resonance 104.4 FM. This evening's edition featured edited performances taken out of context without their visual cues and installation pieces taken from Vocalis, which is an irregular night of sound and voices described as it places emphasis on giving voice in many forms, sharing ideas, drawing on collective memory and Beaconsfield's long engagement with text, time-based live art, performance and sound. That featured Tara Vatehe-Hrani, Jefford Horrigan and Michael Curran. Do look on their website for further details of Vocalis, my website being www.theculture.net. Hope you have enjoyed. Don't forget, there are 413 parts of carbon dioxide per million parts of everything else in our atmosphere at the moment. That is a climate emergency. Please do anything you can to try and help us sort that out. This is me, Simon Tishko, saying goodbye till next week. Bye for now. This program was brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. If you've enjoyed what you've listened to, you can support Isotopica by going directly to our website being www.theculture.net slash support. All the engineers, program makers and artists at Resonance FM provide their work on a voluntary basis. Resonance FM can be found at resonancefm.com. Thank you for listening to Resonance FM.